When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. You have found the perfect wedding dress. Now let's review important follow-up items like alterations, storage, post-wedding preservation tips, and more. Hey there, it's Kara, and the goal of our time here together on the Wedding Planning Podcast is pretty simple. I want you to have all the resources and the confidence to plan the wedding you want minus the crushing stress, expense, and overwhelm that's felt by so many engaged couples. I've been sharing my signature wedding planning advice on the podcast for eight years now, and for the first time ever, I've opened up my door to one-on-one wedding strategy calls. Whether you're looking for just one session to get your wedding plan started, or a series of ongoing support calls throughout your engagement, I'm here for you. Get the details and book your first call today when you visit wedpodcast.com. Enjoy the show. Friend, and thank you so much as always for joining me today and spending a few moments with me talking all about your wedding. So you have found the perfect wedding dress. You've said yes to the dress after multiple trips out, multiple boutiques and stores. You have taken on and off what might feel like a hundred or more dresses and you finally found the perfect one. Congratulations, choosing your wedding dress is a huge planning milestone, and I know it comes along with a ton of questions, and in many cases, a lot of stress, uncertainty, and a general sense of complete and total overwhelm. Today, we're going to review another ultimate guide, this time of all the things to be aware of after you have found and purchased your wedding dress. So today we're going to dive deep into alterations, including pricing, some money-saving tips, a timeline of when to start the alterations process, and also some alternative options for having your dress altered if you need to. Today, we're also going to address pre-wedding weight loss and weight gain and how that impacts your next steps. We're going to explore styling and shapewear options like bras, corsets, compression garments, accessories. And finally, we're going to go over some really creative ways to preserve and or repurpose your wedding gown after the wedding is over. Sound good? We've got a lot to cover, so let's dive in. Okay, to get started, dress alterations are a really big deal. 
And we're going to spend a quite a bit of time today talking about alterations because number one, it is a really big deal. Already mentioned that. And number two, it's a somewhat mysterious topic that comes along with a lot of questions. And I want to just have a very thorough demystifying conversation about alterations. So to get us started, I'm going to share a quote from Terry Hall, who's the fashion director of New York City's Kleinfeld Bridal. This is the salon that's featured on the show Say Yes to the Dress. I'm sure you've heard of it. And the quote is, You can splurge on a pricey dress, but if it's not altered properly, it won't look any better than a gown that's a tenth of the cost. Take a moment to think that over and kind of let that sit in. It doesn't matter how much money you spend on the most gorgeous designer dress, if it doesn't fit you properly, none of that does any good. Let's review as just a place to get started. Let's talk about a timeline. So when to start with the alterations process and what that timeline looks like. Anywhere from 12 to 9 months before your wedding is a great time to start shopping. Now, when it comes to the alterations timeline, you have your dress. When do you go in for your first fitting and how does that whole process get started? You'll typically begin with a first fitting about two months before your wedding, and then you will go back and have multiple other fittings, maybe two more, maybe three more, depends on a lot of different factors. We'll go into that. The last fitting will typically take place about two weeks before your wedding day. Again, this is variable. It depends case by case, body type by body type, dress by dress. So your first fitting two months before the wedding, you'll go back a couple more times. Final fitting about two weeks before the wedding. Now at that fitting, what do you need to ask for or what do you need to consider? I'm going to put you in the hands of the alteration specialist who you choose to work with. And we're going to go into a lot of options in the show. I'm sorry, I can't deluge you with all the information right away. So I'm going to try to pick this apart piece by piece and keep us as organized as possible. But you'll want to go into these this first fitting with a lot of questions, you will want to make sure that you trust the person you you are working with. I take it that you are not an alterations specialist, hence why we're talking about this in the first place. I'm not an alterations specialist either, just to put that out there. Um, So you will wanna trust the person you're working with and trust that they are going to give you the proper information that you need to make the right decisions and to get a dress that ultimately fits you perfectly on your wedding day. A question from a listener, how much can a tailor change an off-the-rack dress? This depends, and it's a question that you will ideally want to ask as you're trying on the dresses um, before you purchase it. But if you're in a situation where you have already purchased a dress, maybe secondhand, maybe you just got a really, really good deal on it, and it needs some tweaking, it needs some reworking, you'll need to go in and have a fitting so that you can speak to the person who's doing the cutting, the snowing, the sewing, 
doing the cutting, doing the sewing, doing the snipping, and you'll want to ask them what your options are in terms of how much they can change it. A general disclaimer here, it is always best practice to purchase a dress that naturally fits you really well to begin with. And then another just general tip is that it's always easier to alter smaller, to alter down than it is to alter out. So in other words, it's easier to alter a dress that's too big for you down to smaller than it is to alter a dress that's too small for you up to make it bigger. The most common types of dress alterations, a really common one is called a bustle or bustling. And questions came in, what is it? Do I need one? A bustle lifts your dress train up in the back to make it easier for you to walk around and dance. Now, the longer the train on your dress, the more folding and tucking and bustling will be needed. Ribbons, buttons, and or hooks are added along your dress train so that your dress train can be folded up or tucked up onto itself so that you can walk around and not have the train of your dress stepped on all night long. The bustle will be added according to your height. So in essence, unless you're choosing a short length or a T-length gown, you will most likely need some form of bustle added to your wedding dress. So this is a very, very popular type of alteration. I'm not going to go into a ton of detail, but for a lot more information on specific bustle styles, yes, there are tons of them. <laughs> you can refer to an article that I'll link to in the show notes for today's show. If you're already subscribed to receive email updates from me, perfect. Check your inbox and you'll see it there waiting for you. I'll link up that article. If you're not subscribed to get email updates, now would be a great time to do so. You can visit weddingplanningpodcast.co, enter your name and email address, and then going forward, I'll send all these show notes weekly right to your inbox so you have easy access to all of these extra resources that I'll link to. And then other popular alterations, of course, taking in the sides, taking in the back, taking up the length on the bottom, sleeves might need to be altered. It really just depends on the dress you've chosen and the way it fits your body. This is a conversation you'll have in detail during your first fitting. If not, as you're purchasing the dress, hopefully you've already got some sort of idea of what needs to happen in terms of the alterations. Now, with all that said, let's move into a conversation about pricing. How much does this cost? What's the bottom line here? Now, pricing should be discussed in as much detail as possible before purchasing your dress. And again, if you already have your dress and it's too late to have that conversation, that's totally fine. We're going to go deep into all of your options. A critical point, I'll stress again how very important it is to choose a dress that naturally fits you as well as possible to reduce the money spent on alterations. That's my number one ultimate cost saving tip for alterations. Alteration costs in very general terms will vary greatly depending on the dress you choose, depending on how well it fits you to begin with. 
depending on your location, where you're located, and what types of alterations options are available near you. And then, of course, pricing will also depend on a lot of other factors like the experience of the person you're working with, any warranties or insurance that's involved uh, against the work, special fabric and details like beading, hand-sewn lace, all of these are going to influence the overall cost. As a very general guideline, we can be talking anywhere from $75 for a very simple bustle or a very simple length change, all the way up to hundreds, if not $1,000 or more, if we're going in great depth and detail with changing necklines, adjusting multiple various seams, length change, working with specialty fabrics and hand-sewn embellishments, the costs can add up. If you have purchased your dress from a salon, a wedding dress boutique, or a nationwide wedding dress retailer, they should have an alteration staff there available for questions. And I would encourage you to be very aggressive, not in, a, of course, a mean-spirited way, but just very aggressive in determining exactly what you're setting yourself up for as you're trying on your dresses. Again, I know that point takes us back to last week when we're shopping, but ask all these questions that you can of the sales staff so that you don't buy your dress and then get surprised after the fact with how expensive the alterations are going to be. Ask as many questions as possible. It is the sales staff's job to be helpful and to give you all the information that they can. And if you're having this conversation about alterations with the salespeople at the boutique or the dress store, and you're kind of feeling like you might be getting one pulled over on you, you might feel like, gosh, that sounds really, really expensive. I wonder if I could go out and shop for a better deal on what seems like a very simple alteration that's an option. If you want a neutral third-party opinion, then talking to a skilled tailor at your favorite alterations house is a great option. And we're going to go much deeper um, into using a non-wedding specialty tailor coming up right after a quick break. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Susan's Travel Services is so excited to partner with you to plan your honeymoon, destination wedding, or maybe even your bachelor or bachelorette party. Susan and her team have been planning dream vacations for 27 years, and they are truly the best in the business for start-to-finish planning services. Travel and new experiences are incredibly special to me, and Susan and her team have helped me plan some unforgettable vacations, including a bachelorette party in Cabo and a family anniversary celebration in Cancun. 
They meticulously researched the best all-inclusive options for us based on some very specific priorities and the professional assistance in choosing location, resort, activities, and transportation was absolutely priceless. From all-inclusive resorts in Mexico and the Caribbean, overwater bungalows in the Maldives, or that African safari that you've always dreamed of, save yourself hours of research and guesswork and let Susan and her team find you the best options for a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Reach out to Susan and her team today by emailing info at susanstravelservices.com And be sure to let her know that I sent you and get $50 off your final booking or $200 off your destination wedding. Her email one more time is info at susanstravelservices.com. Minted Weddings offers you incredible prices on freshly sourced stationary designs from independent artists for everything from your save the date announcements to invitations, matching wedding websites, programs, seating charts, and beyond. Enjoy a complimentary 30-minute stationary design consultation to help you find the perfect style for your unique wedding celebration. You can also try out their free monogram maker, which is so fun and so easy. You simply plug in your first names, your wedding date, and choose from dozens of fun designs and custom colors. I recommend Minted to all of my friends and family because not only are their gorgeous designs incredibly affordable, most importantly, they offer a flawless and luxurious end product. I use Minted every year for our family's holiday cards, and I also love their wide selection of unique stationery and personalized gifts. Wedding Planning Podcast listeners can view current promotions and special offers by visiting weddingplanningpodcast.co slash minted. That website one more time is weddingplanningpodcast.co slash minted. We say we want to be challenged. We say we want to hear all sides, but that's not how we act when we seek out podcasts. I'm Mike Pesca, host of The Gist, and I'm crazy enough to think that we are up to the challenge. I challenge myself, I challenge my guests, I invite you in. We'll talk about such issues as masks. I mean, I know they work, but on a population level, the evidence is less than clear. Mass shootings, horrible, but they account for less than 1% of all shootings. Do we do ourselves and our society a disservice when we focus on them? These questions and more explored and challenged every day on The Gist, wherever you get your podcasts. Why, hello again. We're back and let's pick up where we left off and talk about some options for dress alterations outside the bridal boutique where you bought the dress. Now, some alternative options could apply for you if you bought your dress online. Maybe you bought it used from another bride. Maybe the place you bought the dress just doesn't do alterations. Or like we touched on before the break, maybe you're just wanting to do some price comparison shopping and see what else is out there and what other options there are on the table. I am always in favor of doing some price shopping. So here are some guidelines if you want to kind of stray outside the realm of professional wedding alterations. Now, (laughs) 
you are a very smart person and you're full of common sense. So I know that you're going to get this right away. Use your best judgment when considering who will alter your wedding dress. Now, if you invested thousands, in a designer wedding gown that's full of specialty hand beading and hand sewn lace, then you probably should not take your dress down the street to Old Maurice the dry cleaner for alterations, right? This is pretty obvious. Now, that's an extreme example. I know there's a lot of gray area. On the flip side of that example, if you purchased your dress secondhand on eBay, or say you purchased an off-the-rack style for a couple hundred dollars and it fits you great except for some very, very minor adjustments, If that sounds like your situation, then your favorite tailor or alterations go-to might be perfect for the job. And that route might end up saving you some money over what a wedding dress professional alterations team would charge. So if this is something you want to consider and explore, some tips for you. Most importantly is to choose someone who you trust. I would not advise taking your dress into some random neighborhood dry cleaner that just has a fluorescent alteration sign blinking in the window. Do your research, have a conversation with the owner or the actual person who will be cutting and sewing your dress. Yes, that's sewing, not snowing. So you you need to trust this person, okay? You're relying, you're putting a lot of stake in them. Your wedding dress is, I don't need to tell you this, it's a big, big deal. And you don't want to have any unforeseen last minute disasters in terms of an alterations job, job, excuse me, gone wrong. So do your research and choose someone who you trust. Definitely must take the dress to them to see in person with their own eyes so that they can determine what exactly needs to be done. Discuss all of your options before there are any price quotes, before anyone starts cutting or doing anything to that dress. So don't walk in and try to describe it to them and have them give you any valuable information. They need to see that dress on your body. So take the time to do this. It's very, very important. Now, after you've explored that, if you get a great feeling and you're confident and you're feeling good about it, awesome. Go for it. And given that you've done your due diligence, you've done your research, you feel good, all for it. Go ahead, green light. If you're in doubt, and if this is not sitting well with you, and if you're just feeling any sort of uncomfort or not getting as much information as you need, not getting the answers you need, if in doubt, then keep shopping around. 
Go online and ask your friends and your family on Facebook for a referral for someone who they have worked with in the past. Search your area for bridal alteration specialists and go in and have some more conversations. Do some more shopping around. Cutting a corner to save a hundred bucks is not worth risking your wedding dress over. So use your best judgment, use your common sense. I don't want it to sound scary. I don't want to scare you off from exploring that as an option. Just be very careful and trust your instincts. And I trust that everything will be fine. Okay, switching gears to our next topic. You have your dress. You know who's going to alter it. Here's how to be prepared for your first fitting, your first appointment for that first round of alterations. Number one, you must, must, must have your exact undergarments that you're going to wear on the wedding day picked out and you must bring them with you. You must wear them. And the same goes for your shoes. The height of your shoes will be critical in determining how much bustle needs to come up and the final length of your gown. And then the fit of those undergarments, those are going to be critical for overall sizing. We all probably can relate to the difference that a great bra makes versus not wearing a bra at all. So if you go to that first fitting, not wearing a bra, but you plan on wearing a corset style bra under the dress, that's going to be a completely inaccurate fitting. So that's very, very important that you have all of those undergarments along with you. And that goes for shoes as well. Now let's touch on a money saving tip for the undergarments, the underwear, the bras, Shopping for this stuff at a normal department store or a discount store can save you a ton of money over buying it at the bridal boutique or dress salon where you're purchasing your dress. There's going to be a huge markup if you're buying this stuff from a wedding store. Places like Kohl's, Target, they have a huge selection of undergarments, compression wear, really great bras and those are going to be a ton cheaper than if you buy them from the quote wedding dress store. Trust me. And then in terms of shoes, take a trip to a store like DSW is a good one. Those are here on the West Coast. I'm not sure if that's a nationwide retailer, but it's it just it stands for Designer Shoe Warehouse, DSW. Uh, Nordstrom Rack is another good one, or you could even look online if you're comfortable with your size and maybe you're comfortable with a shoe brand that you really, really like. Buying online could be a great option as well. We're going to talk a little bit more about shoes later on in the show when we get to styling and accessories. So hang on for more about that. All right, so you're bringing your undergarments and your shoes to your first fitting. You'll also want to bring along someone or someones who you trust to be with you and ask any questions that you might forget, someone to have an eye on the backside, maybe places that you're not noticing or you're not seeing. So having someone with you is very helpful. This doesn't need to be 12 people. That could get overwhelming. That's too many cooks in the kitchen. I would recommend to start with your maid of honor, your mom, maybe your sister. Use your own 
intuition. You know what you're comfortable with. So be comfortable with the crew who's coming along with you and try to keep it small. Try to keep this group pretty tight. As you're trying on this dress and they're starting to pin and clip things, how pay attention, trust your instincts and pay really close attention. How does it feel? How does the dress feel? Are the straps sliding down your shoulders? Is there any pinching under your arms? Do you feel like it looks too long or it looks too short maybe? Speak up, raise your hand, be vocal about this stuff. It is so important that we have a really, really good fit and that things are comfortable on you during the wedding day. So you're going to go through this fitting process maybe just once, maybe two or three times. Rinse and repeat however many times you need to get that dress fitting you perfectly. Now let's touch on the final fitting. This is the one that's going to take place about two weeks before your wedding day. And on that final fitting, some really important things to remember. Important to ask about last minute touch-ups on any wrinkles that you might need to take care of on the wedding day. Can you use a steamer? Can you use an iron? We'll touch more on this in just a few minutes uh, down the road here on the show. Another important final fitting item to be aware of is to make sure that somebody there shows your maid of honor or your mom or your sister or whoever you designate. They need to know exactly how to bustle your gown. In most cases, it's not as easy as simply fastening a button and it's over. It can be very, very detailed and very in-depth. All those hooks and loops and ribbons can be a maze, trust me. So have your alterations consultant, whoever is there doing that final fitting with you, make sure that they demonstrate in detail exactly how to position everything when you bustle up your gown. And bonus tip, I would recommend having somebody take a video on a cell phone just in case you need to refer back to it on the wedding day. Again, it can be a maze of buttons, hooks, straps, so it's important that it's done properly. Otherwise, things will look off balance and won't look right as after you bustle up your dress. And then next question is a listener who's curious to hear some styling options for non-traditional looks. So for example, no veil versus a veil, maybe wearing a cape or sleeves, a crown, headpiece, and then non-traditional shoe options like boots or pearly flats or casual flats or converse. We've all seen this look etc. So some advice for finding some styling options that you like. Of course, you can always start by browsing on Pinterest and taking a look at styling accessories that you're really drawn to. Your favorite wedding blogs, magazines, those will all have some great inspiration. A website like Etsy is also a great place to shop for custom veils, creative hair pieces, personalized jewelry, everything under the sun that you could ever imagine. 
uh, go to Etsy.com and head to their weddings section and they have everything really broken out and really organized. They'll have a section on hair pieces, a section on veils, a section on jewelry. So it makes it really easy to kind of browse around and get inspiration and get some different ideas. Now, depending on your personal style, you might opt to go without any veil, no special hair pieces and just very simple jewelry that's already in your jewelry box. All of these extras and extra accessories, that's all completely optional. So don't force it if you're not feeling that way. And if you wanna just go with a more simple bridal look, then that's totally fine. Now with respect to shoes, one of the top, I wish I would have known that items that I hear about from brides after the wedding day, and this comes up over and over again, is the wear and tear on your feet. And this can include swelling, blisters, and just general excruciating discomfort. Trust me, (laughs) it's going to be really, really, really hard to relax and enjoy your wedding day if you have a giant blister on your foot before you've even walked down the aisle. Comfortable shoes are not something to take lightly. When you weigh the importance with comfort against the fact that in many cases your shoes won't even show under your dress... That makes those cute, soft, simple, flat shoes look really, really appealing. So cannot stress enough the importance of comfort, especially on your feet. We have got to take care of your feet on your wedding day. At the very least, if you want to shop for big, high-heeled, glamorous, you know, crazy heels, that's fine. Just make sure you have some kind of comfortable backup shoe that's available. And remember, if you're shopping for big, huge, high heels that are four inches tall, that's going to greatly alter the length of your dress. So it's not going to be as easy as wearing four inch heels to your alterations appointment and then needing to put on flat ballerina shoes because your feet are killing you. Now your dress is going to be dragging four feet on the ground. So don't gloss over on the shoes. Don't gloss over on the comfort. It is very, very, very important. All right, let's touch quickly on a question about how to get your dress home. If you drive a small, tiny two-door car, how on earth are you supposed to get that wedding dress home? Now, general tips in the week or so before your wedding, when you pick the dress up for the last time and you're taking it home, If possible, lay the dress down flat, lay it over the seats, have somebody sit back there and hold it so that it doesn't crunch and just end up in a wrinkled pile down on the floor under the seats. If possible, do your best. I know that not everybody has a car with seats that can fold down and you can actually just lay your six plus foot long wedding dress out perfectly that's fine. Keep it inside the bag that they gave you at the store and do your best to keep it flat and or have someone hold on to it. It will be fine. For a short car ride home, trust me, it will be fine. 
Once you get home, lay it out flat somewhere or hang it up somewhere where it's not crunched in a closet between a million other hanging things. Just do your best to keep it as unobstructed as possible. And then have the conversation at your final fitting. I said we would circle back to this. Have a conversation at your final fitting about how to spot touch it on the day of, how to get rid of any wrinkles. A really popular way is to have a handheld steamer. You can buy this on Amazon for less than $30. And I'll put a link to one that I own and love in the show notes. And I'll send that in an email as well. And to wrap up today's show, we're going to touch on some options for wedding dress preservation. Now you have found the perfect dress. You are absolutely in love with it. You're going to walk down the aisle in it. You're going to marry the love of your life wearing it. What happens to that dress after the wedding day? Okay, I'm going to list off a few options here. They're all very different. So the first option would be to preserve it and save it. This is a popular one. It does cost money to get your dress cleaned and preserved after the wedding. We're talking anywhere from a couple of hundred dollars on up, depending on your area. So do some research and ask some questions and get a guideline for what exactly that would look for. Essentially, they are cleaning your dress after the wedding. They are sealing it up in a plastic bag and then they are boxing it up to save for years and years to come. I personally had this done with my wedding gown. Thank you to my beautiful, wonderful mom who did this as a gift to me. And the dress today is in our garage, safe and sound, up on a shelf. Honestly, long term, I have (laughs) no, no clue what I'm ever going to do with it. It might sit in the garage until the end of time. Who knows? Maybe my daughter will want to wear it on her wedding. I don't know. I I really don't have any plans for it other than I personally cannot bear to part with it. And so boxing it up and saving it in the garage feels like the best option. And to anyone who has listened to the show for a while and knows me well, you know that I am not a saver. I am not someone who hangs on to things. I like to have as few things cluttering around the house as possible. So I'm always getting rid of stuff. But my wedding dress is one thing that I cannot bear to part with. So if you want to preserve your gown and keep it in a box and just know that you have it and it's there and it's close, I completely understand. All right, option number two for what to do with your dress after the wedding would be to rework it, redesign it, turn it into something else. So a couple options, you could shorten it and turn it into a cocktail style dress that you could actually wear for future occasions. Depending on the style of your dress, that may or may not be an option. Another option would be to turn it into some sort of a quilt or something that you can display in your home, maybe a framed piece of art. You could use it to decorate your living areas. Again, (laughs) depending on the style of your dress, that may be a good option for you. Another option would be to sell it. 
If you are not as emotionally attached to your wedding dress as I am, and you want to recover some of the cost and some of the investment that you made in it, then sharing that dress with another bride who's looking for an affordable dress to buy off an online website like Craigslist or eBay, that might be a fantastic option for you. Another good option, great option actually, would be to donate your dress to a charity, and there are a bunch of them out there. They may repurpose it for baptism dresses or communion dresses, or they may pass it along to another bride who is less fortunate and disadvantaged and cannot afford to buy a dress. So that's a great way to pay it forward and to share your dress with someone else who truly needs it in another capacity. And really quickly, not related necessarily to today's show, but donating bridesmaid dresses is also a great thing to do after the wedding. There's a wonderful charity that turns those into prom dresses for high school girls who cannot afford to go out and buy a dress. So that's another great way of sharing that with someone who can absolutely need and use it in the future. And then the last really creative, pretty offbeat option for what to do with your dress after the wedding would be a, quote, trash the dress photo shoot. And these were really, really popular for a while. I'm sure people still do this, but I used to see it all the time on social media and on websites and such. So this is where you take your dress, you put it on, you hire a photographer and you do a post wedding shoot where you're doing something completely crazy in your dress. So for example, you go out and play paintball, you have a mud fight, you jump in the ocean wearing it. (laughs) There are endless varieties of ways that you could wear that dress and have a fun photo shoot. And the bottom line being at the end of that photo shoot, the dress is completely ruined. You've had one last hurrah with it and celebrated. The dress is gone. Definitely not for everyone. I don't have the guts to do that. But if you do, it could make for some really, really fun photos. And with that... I will let you go. Thank you so very much for being here with me today. I'll talk to you again next week. Same time, same place. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Wedding Planning Podcast. I've been sharing my signature wedding planning advice on the podcast for eight years now. And for the first time ever, I've opened up my door to one-on-one wedding strategy calls. Whether you're looking for just one session to get your wedding plan started or a series of ongoing support throughout your engagement, I'm here for you. Get the details and book your first call today when you visit wedpodcast.com. We'll talk soon. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.